two. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this, the Legion Earth Weekly live stream, episode number 162, orbiting the planet Earth on the 12th of May, 2018, going through the internet backbone, that series of tubes that services the entire planet and coming back at you at whatever point in time you decide to indulge it within it, and serving your indulgences as like the lapdogs we are, is I, Alex Garthon Marsh, and Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. Hello, everyone. Glad to see you here. Uh, uh, we have a great show for you today. We got a couple anime. We got uh, we got some comics, and we got uh, an RNG that that I think you're not going to like. That's right. I didn't like it. I love it. <laughs> Consume more Legion of Myth, citizens. What? No comment. Nothing. No. No. You just agree. I'm just. I, I'm still reeling from the from the. Uh, uh, you went uh, full on gore with the tubes thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a series of tubes. Internet, internet is a series of tubes. It is, it's like a series of tubes. Sure. But he invented the internet. He would know. He would know. Yeah. Would no, know. It, it wasn't the military or anything. It was, it was Al Gore. No, no DARPA net never happened. I'll, I'll, wrong, went the wrong one. Al Gore with a Casio figured it yep. out. All right, everyone. <laughs> Enough talking about dead politicians. I know he's not dead, but his career is. So, on this week's Legion with Weekly Livestream, we're going to talk about Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dog, but we're talking about Gun Gale Online. That sounds very violent. And if that's it too violent right. for you, he falls with children of the whales. <laughs> that's right. I'm going, uh, I'm going, the, 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 new, the new normal is, uh, is a touchy-feely, and then back to the well. Very nice. So this one, I, I start at the well, and then, and then when the well goes bone dry, I go to touchy-feely. I have a good joke about whales. Is it suitable for here? It absolutely is. Shoot. You really want it? L lay it on me, man. All right, here's the joke. I didn't make up this joke. I don't know who made it up. Okay. A priest, a rabbi, and a whale walk into a bar. Right? Okay. Sounds good. So the priest approaches the approaches the bar. Bartender says, what can I get you? He says, well, my good man, as you can tell by the way I'm dressed, I am a priest. I believe that Jesus Christ was our savior. He sure. came down to heaven, became man, and he's died to save it for all of our sins. And he, after he died for three days, he rose again. He rose from the dead and descended into heaven. And I would like a glass of sacramental wine. Bartender says, well, that's a bit wordy, but all right. So he sets him up with wine. Then the rabbi comes up. He says, what can I get you? He's like, well, as you can tell, I'm a rabbi with a terrible accent. Hmm. Now, unlike my friend who was a priest, I, I do not believe that Jesus Christ was our Savior, though he was a very holy man. I follow the old traditions, the old ways. I look forward to the Messiah coming. And I would like a glass of Manischewitz wine. Bartender's like, all right, that's a bit much, but okay. Sets him up. And then the whale goes to bar and he goes, Because <laughs> he's a whale. Yes, because it's a whale. Right. Got it. That's the best joke ever. It's not the best joke ever. <laughs> what would make it better? Is uh, is suddenly the whale gets beamed out, and from far away you hear there'll be whales no, here. That's the, oh, that's no, 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 no. See, that's that's too much sci-fi knowledge. But you see, because you think it's gonna be about religion or something, but it's not. 
Yes, I got it. <laughs> it's a bad yeah. way. <laughs> All right. It's the best joke. <clears throat> In Garthas comic poll, there are no... Actually, there is one whale. New Superman number 23, No Justice number 1, there's a giant starfish too, and Batman White Knight number 8. The final in the White Knight saga. The the last of the uh, of the uh, Lord Sean Murphy's book. Yes. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. Uh, please don't reveal the secret ending to your friends. Don't nope. spoil the big surprise. You won't believe your eyes. It's crazy. And that rhymed. That was good. That's because I stole it from Weird Al's song oh. called Nature Trail to Hell. You didn't need to do that, but okay. In 3D. Sorry. It's, of great. Course, 3D. it's a great. Probably. It's from Weird Al in 3D. Okay. A brilliant album everyone should buy immediately and listen to. Cool. Yeah, that's actually, there's no clunkers in that one. Anyway, uh, and also in the random number gender, we're going to talk about Avengers Infinity War. Who died off screen? We have, uh, I, I got a hold of a uh, interview with the directors, and uh, they wouldn't answer some people at all. Uh, other people, they answer dead, alive, or spoilers, we can't tell you because we're not allowed. But spoilers mean they have plot to go in the next movie, which means they're probably not dead. Unless on the unlikely event that their death moves the plot, which I don't see as as uh, good enough writing. But we will talk about that when we come to it. Yes, we will. But what we're going to talk about right now, my ladies and my friends, is in life there are many things that happen, both good and bad. And you have to be aware of all of them. You have to keep aware of your surroundings. You have to know that any minute... Any moment could be your last upon this earth. You never know you're going to walk down the street and some terrible thing's going to happen to you or someone you love. In times like this, my friends, there's only one thing you could do. Take those you love. Hold them close to you. Whisper into their ear. Thank you for all you've done. Wow. Just as we thank all of those, our top subscribers here at the Legion of Myth. That joke really got you going, didn't it? It did. Is that too much? <laughs> Please be sure to like, subscribe, and follow Legion of Myth if you like what's going on, like all of these fine people have, and we greatly appreciate their continued support. Very awesome. Very much. As always, you can like, subscribe, or comment through Twitch, through YouTube. You can tweet us at Legion of Myth, through our Discord channel, on YouTube. Go to YouTube. See us live. See our recorded videos. We have a thousand of them. Uh, at least 1,300 by now. Yeah, it's incredible. And also get the audio version of this through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, or fine podcast aggregators everywhere. Everywhere! 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 Can't throw a cat without hitting some of our stuff. That's not the expression. That's what I do. Oh. I thought you can't throw a rock. Or you could say a room is big enough to swing a cat in. Well, I don't like cats, so... Oh, okay, so yeah, whatever. Ah, as long as you can support Legion of Myth through Patreon, Streamlabs, directly through PayPal, get your gear at shop.spreadshirt.com, or cheer us through Twitch. Great job, guys! Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We do. We do. But what also we need everyone to know is that the opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, we... There may be the occasions of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Please be sure to like and subscribe to this video and comment. YouTube, Twitch, let us know. Do you feel like I do? Yes. If we're doing it right, if we're doing it wrong, let us know. So we know whether to agree with you or bash you and bully you on the internet. Yeah, we wouldn't do that second part. 
we would just kind of cry silently. Oh no, no, no. Uh, Maxley, I would definitely do the second part. He's he's got like twenty fake Facebook accounts ready just to believe. <laughs> got a lot of sock puppets ready to go at any minute. Yep. Any second, he's any ready second. to go. You just pull that trigger. <laughs> he has weaponized the internet. <laughs> it'll make you. It'll give you social herpes, like that. That was a little too far. Uh, too, too far. <laughs> I don't need to think about that. Do not think about that. Practice safe browsing, my friends. <laughs> uh, speaking of safe browsing, the thing that makes you safe, that makes it okay to go to bed at night, lets you know that it's not the military, it's not the men overseas and the PJs, it's not the special forces going around in the middle of the night and killing terrorists. My friends, what makes you safe at night is heathen dogs anime on the stream. Thank you very much, Garthon. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. Uh, we got uh, two anime for you today, one from Hulu and one from Netflix. That's where I, that's where I go to the well for this stuff because those are the two most popular streaming services and services you probably already have, but now you can watch anime on them, and I'm going to tell you which ones to do. Now, first off, we're going to start with SAOA Gun Gale Online. That's Sword Art Online Alternative. Gun Gale Online. I abbreviate it because Maxley, our producer, really hates those super long titles. And this, this is the uh, this is the common abbreviation for so the anime. Was this created by the same people who created Sword Art Online, or is it like the same studio trying to cash in on someone else? Uh, same studio. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they have uh, to, to get cred. They have a couple of the same designers or writers or artists or whatever. Or they worked in the same room or something. Exactly, something like that. But uh, as we continue with this uh, review, you're going to find out that they're drastically different. All right. Now, this one, uh, start, it starts off as it follows the story of Karen Kohirumaki, Kohirumaki. And uh, she is uh, she has a complex about her height. She's extremely tall for an Asian woman. So she feels like she stands out. So she escapes into the VR world of VR MMOs and uh, she finds Gun Gale online. And she falls in love with it. For just one reason and starts playing it all day long and she's not trapped or anything it's just this is her you know her, her, her game yeah her escape now let's go to the details uh directed by masayuki sakoi uh see him a lot yeah uh written by yosuke uh, kuroda he's he was he's uh he was one of the writers on either sao1 or sao2 uh music by starving trancer that's a good name never see that before but that's an awesome name that's an awesome name okay you win you win points for the name Studios 3 Hertz, uh, licensed by Aniplex of America. Original network is a laundry list. The original run, uh, it's current right now. April 2000, April 8, 2018 is when it started, and it's uh, the latest episode was today on Hulu. Oh. Uh, it's going to be a total of 12 episodes. Right now, we only have six. Now, I was pushed to make, uh, to make a, a, a review on this halfway through because of the things that have gone on in this thing and you can watch it on hulu now let's go see the main characters main characters len uh who is the avatar of uh, of karen uh erica kuriyomaki yes uh, she is the protagonist of of the of the show she uses uh the vr mmo to escape uh her height and that makes her uh physically awkward around other people because she towers like literally in real life you see her walking around she must be like five nine like, come on, come on. You're not, you mean probably? That's just no. Mean. Seriously, she she bangs her head on overhanging sides. Well, that'd probably be like six nine then. No, 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 no. In in Japan, everything's smaller. The, the average woman height is that like much 10. smaller. It's crazy. No, it's it's. It, I I get it. I mean, they 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 stretched it 
for exaggeration for effect, but not that much. Not that much. But uh, yeah, uh, the average height for uh, for a Japanese female, I think, is between four ten and five one. So uh, yeah, she towers over even males, which is between five six and five eight. So yeah, it's it's bad. So she she feels uh, uh, physically and socially awkward, and uh, so uh, she goes to uh, GGO because uh, she went to a whole bunch of other VR MMOs, and in every one, she was tall. She wasn't able to uh, design her own avatar. Right, just map her hideout and put her at her normal. Yeah, exactly. Boom, tall, boom, tall, boom, tall. But in GGO, it was random. It was truly random, and she got a really short character. So she was super happy. That sounds nice. Yeah. And she specializes in fast movement and attack speed. And we have a clip. If you want to go and show it, it shows this uh, this... Uh, superhuman movement attack speed and the reason that i want to talk about it go ahead and roll it the reason i want to talk about it is uh the internet is is uh comparing it to kirito from sao1 and sao2 which is interesting but she's super new right now and uh she is focused solely on speed whereas kirito was just this fast and stronger than a human could possibly be right he was well-rounded Yes. Well, he was well-rounded in, in, uh, well, in he wasn't... Kaijutsu. Hand-to-hand uh, uh, -hand and weapon attack. Well, attack he, um... well, I think the thing that made him the hero wasn't that he was... He actually had the fastest reaction time, they said. Yes. Yes, fastest reaction time. She has the... But he also, uh, toward the end, had the fastest movement speed and attack speed as well. So, uh, yeah. Uh, she uh, She's nice. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a neat fight, but... No, Kirito wins that one. I mean, he uses a lightsaber in, in Gun Gale Online in SAO2 to deflect bullets. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he wins. Anyway, let's let's uh, go ahead to our next main character, which is... See, when I see this name, I think Patooie! <laughs> As in, like, Spittoon yes, that's Yeah, I can see why. But that's not exactly how it's pronounced. But uh, it's it's Pito Hui, and uh, her short, Pito for short. Uh, she is Len's teacher in GGO. She's the first person that uh, that that uh, Len comes across in GGO, and uh, she teaches her the ropes. You know how to shoot a gun, how to uh, how to evade targets, how to hide in plain sight, how to do you know basically the the the, the basics of guerrilla warfare. Right. Uh, she is very outspoken and brash, uh, very much an extrovert, uh, the opposite of of Len, uh, who Len in real life anyway. And uh, what what Len doesn't know is that uh, in real life, uh, Elsa uh, Kanzaki is is a is a regional singer, and has regional fame, and is is actually her favorite singer. So she doesn't know that, but uh, yeah, it's 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 just a little little fun backstory thing that they that they sprinkled in a little bit. All right. uh, she she is a little bit crazy, and what I mean by crazy is that uh, during. Uh, during the squad jam, which is the which is what encompasses all six of episodes of the first half of the series, uh, she's not there. She couldn't be there. She had she had to she had to go to a, she had to you know do a concert her day job. Uh, she sends her friend to team up with with Len to go into this uh, into this competition, and uh, you find out this is a minor spoiler. You you, you find out that. Uh, uh, she actually told uh, the uh, her her uh, her friend M, who's uh, who's Len's team member, that if you don't win, I will kill you in real life while you're in. Oh, nice. 
and he thinks this is he he thinks that's completely legit because she's she's nutters. Fair enough. So he's freaking out. He loses his mind a little bit. <laughs> but do they win? Ah. ah, that's why he's done in the second half of the season. He dies. Yes. Oh, spoiler. Speaking of him, M. That's that's the name he goes by in in GGO M. He's of course a uh, real life friends with uh, with Pito. He's a sniper, but he he's got special skills. He's not uh, a normal GGO sniper. He's a sniper in real life. Mm. So he he doesn't use the targeting assist. He actually aims his gun. You know, for for distance, wind movement, all that stuff, and he doesn't put his finger on the trigger because in uh, in in Gun Gale Online, when you put your finger on the trigger, the the person you're aiming at gets a bullet line, a line from your gun to them, wherever, they, and they can see that and try and dodge. He doesn't do that. He uses a uh, like a piece of metal or something like that to put it to put on the trigger to depress the trigger. So his finger never goes in the trigger so he can kill people with impunity and they can never find him because they're used to tracking bullet lines and not tracking sniper flare. Right. And not actually trying to track or actually actively hiding from snipers. Exactly. Right. Uh, he is a trained tactician. Obviously, when you're a sniper, you're you're uh, you're trained in tactics and uh, camouflage and surveillance and stuff like that. And he's a natural scout uh, in, in real life. He doesn't get lost. I mean, he's he's a he's a wilderness scout from way back. Which, which is which made him uh, sniper training just you know an extension of that and he carries a portable hideout but he calls a portable hideout it's the backpack the huge backpack you see mm-hmm. right here it actually opens up and unfolds into into a uh, four inch thick bulletproof barrier that surrounds the uh, 180 degrees of his body and he can lay down behind it and snipe from behind it with relative impunity it sounds like what the snipers did in World War one. Uh, the only thing that could breach it is a 50 caliber. That that sounds like what right. the German snipers did in World War One. And I'm sure I'm sure it is a uh, it, it was a thing because uh, the one thing about GGO is that it is uh, realistic in the way guns work, the way bullets work. The only thing that's not realistic, obviously, is the bullet lines and the targeting assist because that's the video game part. But uh, the ranges for weapons, the uh, the how the weapon handles, uh, how many times it jams, how reliable it is, stuff like that. That is straight out of reality. They just copied and pasted all those stats into yeah. the game and boom there you go yeah, the uh in world war one quick history notes i, I want to say it Shoot. the uh Shoot. the british snipers uh became so brazen with how good they were they actually started just using like these big iron shields in front of them and they would slowly go down the battlefield and just pick people off at hundreds of yards away mm-hmm. they were really really good and no one could do anything about it because these big metal shields in front of them and no one could kill them uh, so what ended up happening is like this couple of captains of the British aristocracy, you know, mailed home for their elephant guns and uh, just would shoot, started shooting through the uh, the steel blinds and uh, that stopped them. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I got and that's why after World War One, there were so many provisions like against snipers in the, the treaties all signed that they were mm-hmm. illegal. You couldn't do it. You couldn't have weapons over such such range for you know all that kind of stuff was because of the German snipers. They were just way too right. good. Non-gentleman combat is not allowed. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. And, uh, well, that caused World War II. So, hey. <laughs> not, not exactly the best peace treaty. Not, not, not great. No. But, uh, let's go to the main antagonist. The main antagonist for the first six episodes are the opponents in the Squad Jam. Now, uh, the Squad Jam is the team version of Bullet of Bullets from Sword Art Online 2. Now, 
if you haven't watched Sword Online 2, here's here's the deal. Uh, in, in Bullet of Bullets, there is a whole bunch of uh, it's a kind of like a a bracket type contest where uh, it whittles down to the last I believe 16 opponents, but it starts off with hundreds, and uh, it's uh, well, the last 16 opponents get dropped in in a random environment, and the last person standing wins. Well, in in Squad Jam, it's uh, the last team standing wins. All right, fair enough. Now, now this was inspired by Kirito and Sinon's win in the last bullet, uh, bullet of bullets, where they they beat everyone and then committed suicide together. So they had to give no one the prize or both of the prize. Ended up getting both of them the prize. And a viewer who saw that saw that thought that was awesome and sponsored the first Squad Jam, which which was uh, the the team version of Bullet of Bullets. Now, uh, the team size is between two members, which is the minimum, and six, which is the maximum. And the environment that it's generated is completely random. Could be urban, could be desert, could be jungle, could be tundra. It's random. You don't know going in. But you can bring any weapon you want from your personal inventory, any weapon that, that you can afford, you can bring with you. You can't bring vehicles, but vehicles are on every environment. All you have to do is get them. Fair enough. Now, uh, if you remember or you don't know, uh, SAO uh, SAO two, in, in the Bullet of Bullets uh, uh, competition, that every fifteen minutes you were able to get a satellite peek at the board and see where everyone is at at that moment. Now, in this one, you can still do that, but it only shows the leader of the team, not the whole team. So that right. adds that adds more tactics because you could, you know, when the 15 minutes is coming up, you can have your leader move, you know, a, a quarter click away. And then when when the scan comes, you know, haul ass back and then they, you know, they they don't know where the actual team is. They only know where the leader was right. 15 minutes ago. So, you know, it, it adds it adds a certain amount of of, uh, of uh, more tactical. Uh, right. It's going to be some strategy involved then. Right. Right. Now, uh, the whole the whole thing so far was just this competition. That's it. All six episodes were just this. So there aren't any more antagonists. Nothing like that. Just just the people that that are in the squad jam, and All they're right. just they're not really antagonists. It's just well, no, technically I suppose by the definition of antagonist, they are. But as a uh, uh, personal enemies go no they're just people playing a game man they don't really care yeah whatever so what did i give it i gave it two stars why i'll sh i'll tell you in a second now uh what i liked about it it had strong action obviously i mean the whole the whole thing so far has been uh a battle game with brief snippets of uh flashbacks to try and give some backstory that's it the rest of it's just been this fight huh i mean huh. i thought I thought uh, Dragon Ball Z had long fights. <laughs> they had like three episode fights, maybe four. This one had six. It was crazy. That is a heck of a fight. The lean story, because it's just this moment in their lives, makes it very fast paced. And you're not going to want to fast forward. I mean, there's no point. All right. I mean, everything. Boom, 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 boom. It's, it's all action all the time. That's good. Now, we are halfway through the season, and I, I put that in the good side because maybe the last half is where all the story lies. But because it is just this fight and the and the character development is only done through backstory, 
I mean, I'm sorry, through uh, through uh, uh, flashback, there's no character development. I mean, even the main character, the only thing you know about her is that she she's an awkward, physically and socially awkward teenager who hides in an MMO to feel special. Well, that's not exactly an M Night twist, right? I mean, come on. No, that's that uh, all you got? that's pretty dang common. Yeah, is that all you got? Yeah, that's all they got. Uh, and because of that, the story has no depth. You know, if, if you don't if you don't give give the character development, the story is flat. Yeah, it's also like, what are the stakes? You know, what, exactly. what's no at risk? Winning winning this game, but it, it doesn't tell you why it's so necessary to win this game for the main character. Right. I mean, there's no money involved. There's just prestige, obviously, but that's it. Yeah, and I mean, sort of online, no it was laid out stakes. real quick. The stakes are high. Here's what they are in the first episode. You know, exactly. Maybe yeah, two. They episodes. don't really do that. It's just a game. No one cares. So, because there is no character development and no story depth, it's hard to really care about these obviously two-dimensional characters. You know, like if they die, you're like, whatever. I don't care. I mean, you haven't given me a reason to care about them. I'm not invested in them because there's no, there's no. You gave me no reason to be. Fair enough. And all of episode six is a recap of the first five episodes. Now, I was going to give it a two and a half star. I was until today when I saw episode six because it drops to, it and it's today. it's a recap. It was a recap of everything that happened and in the first five episodes. And it's only five episodes in. That's There's cool. only been five episodes. There's no need to recap anything. That's just hack writing. That's just trying Boom. to save money. Lost a half star right there. Hack writing clip show. Yeah. Shut up. Anytime you're doing Shut a clip show, you're trying to save money. Exactly. You're already on episode six. You're, you're you're stuck at a clip show. Come on. It took it took Next Generation what two maybe three seasons for the for the Riker got stabbed <laughs> in the leg clip show. Come on. That's what I was thinking of the same thing. There it is. Yeah. So yeah, two two stars. I can't recommend it unless you are a fan of Sao. Then it's maybe worth watching. But other than that, no, stay away. What if I love pink submachine guns? Then it'll be two and a half for you. It'll just be an there. There you go. So, what do we got next? We have Children of the Whales. Obviously found on Netflix. Yes, this goes in with your with your joke, joke earlier. That's right. It was a good joke. Uh, yes, it is. The story focuses on a boy called uh, Chikuro who lives on a giant vessel called the Mud Whale. Now, uh, for all of his life, he's been on this Mud Whale. For all of his parents' life, they've been on the Mud Whale. For all of their lives, they've been on the Mud Whale. Generations, they've been on this thing. It's a giant floating mud thing in a sea of sand that sucks yeah that's pretty and crappy they don't existence. know why they're there they don't know where they came from all that information's lost oh that's they're helpful just, they're just there that yeah. sucks uh 90 of them have uh are, are born with the ability to uh, manipulate thymia which is like a psychic energy pke yeah basically and they, they can lev they can levitate objects and, and themselves and stuff like that uh there is a there's a drawback to this they get shortened lifespans they die between the ages of 25 and 30. yeah you know live fast i own actually closer to 25 you want to be fair that's how it works but the unmarked the 10 percent of people who aren't born with disability have normal lifespans and they end up being elders once they reach the age of 55 they're brought into the council of elders and they are told the history of the mud whale and that's what they, that's why they make the rules screwing anyone who doesn't live that long exactly yes but let's get on to the details whales I'm, details i'm just guessing you're 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 guessing correct and they don't purposely screw him but they screw him. 
All right, directed by uh, Ko, uh, Kyo, oh. Kyohei sure. Ishiguru. Sure. Uh, written by Michiko Yakote. Music by Hiroaki Tsutsumi, I guess. Uh, studios JC Staff, uh, licensed by Netflix. Uh, the original networks were Tokyo Max Sun, KBS, and BS11. Original run was October 8, 2017, December 14, 2017, uh, for 12 episodes, but you can watch them on Netflix, which dropped this month. Now, let's talk about the main character. Main character is Chikuro. This is a guy. I, I know what Max Lee, I was going to say. That's a girl. Nope, it's a guy. I swear. I, I double check just to make sure he is the protagonist of the story. Uh, he works as an archivist for the elders of the mud whale. The an archivist's job is to detail what happens during every day of the people on the mud whale, the children of the whale, it's right. their story. And then it's get the papers are given to the elders. That's He's gotta be not, exciting. Today we were on the mud whale. Well, no, I mean, he actually writes down, we did, we we planted this many crops. We watered I, this I section. Know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very detailed, and he loves it. He loves it. He, he loves writing. He loves reading. He loves all of that. Uh, he has I a mean, job uh, that doesn't involve shoveling poo on a mud whale. So yeah, yeah. So he's got it, you know. And he can use Thymia. He is one of the marked, but he's not very good at it. He's nicknamed the Destroyer because every time he tries to do something with Thymia, he ends up destroying everything. Yes. I mean, oh, it's terrible. Like, yeah, like uh, use use this knife to cut down that tree branch up there. Okay, he ends up cutting down three trees. Oops, that's overachieving. My bad. Now, his actions move the story forward. Like, he's the protagonist. He makes choices and decisions that move the story forward or put everyone in constant peril, depending on how you look at well, it. I look gotta, at it as the latter. Someone's got to upset the, stat, upset the status quo where you don't yeah, have a story. He, he makes the wrong decision every single time. Like, he uh, again, he's, he's, he's the Rocky of the whales. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't get the reference that is back in... Uh, uh, back when I, a couple episodes ago, when I reviewed Claymore, the anime Claymore, also on Netflix, yeah. uh, Rocky was a useless Jar Jar Binks character. And he's not quite Jar Jar Binks, but he's definitely Rocky. He makes all the wrong decisions. And even at the end of the 12 episodes, he's just as worthless as he was in the beginning. That's fantastic. Yay. All right, let's go next. Up. Lycos. Lycos is not her real name. Lycos was the name of the whale they found her on, but she doesn't. She doesn't give her real name. They just call her Lycos because it's written on the back and in inside of her shirt collar. Fair enough. Sure. She Isn't was that like me on... being named Haynes or something? Yeah, exactly. Uh, she was found on a whale that was adrift, uh, the Lycos whale. And uh, she was the only, only survivor of her people that were there. That's not a good sign. No, it's not a good sign at all. Uh, she can also use Thamia, but she's trained to use it in combat. Now, unlike the children of the, on children of the whale on the mud whale, who they, they lived where it was law that you cannot use thymia to harm someone. You cannot. And apparently so her whale off. was Thunderdome. Yeah, her whale was was all Diana Ross Thunderdome all day long. And <laughs> that's what happens. Now, she seems to have no emotions when they find her. She is she is Spock. She is robot. She is showing no emotions whatsoever. And that's explained later. Uh, the Elder Council uh has a one quick interview with her finds out she has no emotions and locks her up with no explanation they're not they're not talking why just locks her up well, the main part of their hidden knowledge yeah that could be part of the hidden knowledge exactly right now uh the main character who found her 
on this on this abandoned whale or dead whale or whale with all the dead people on it uh broke in you know to talk to her a couple times and you know she got to like him and you know try, tried to warn Chakorov that you know my people will come for me and they're going to murder all of you was it Lycos the name of a dead search engine it is. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's spelled like this, though. With the, a C, L-Y-C-O-S. Greek spelling. Yeah, this could be the Greek spelling of that. But, uh, yeah, he, he tried He tried to, he warned him, she, she, she warned him, and he tried to warn everyone else, but they were like, shut up, kid, you're, stu- you're too stupid to live. Like, maybe so, but I'm right. Uh, so, yeah, she tried to warn him, but it didn't work out for him. Eh. They're just too dumb. Anyway. Well, that happens. Uh, yeah, the next one, uh, Oni. Uh, leader of the moles. Now the moles are are the disaffected youth of the mud whale. These are people who don't follow the rules. They don't care. They just want to get off this stupid mud pit. Well, you'll be living on the quicksand. Exactly. That so far all they got is quicksand, so they can't get off. So they just rebel because they're all angsty and tortured and li- listen to whatever passes for Morrissey on the mud whale. So uh, the reason they're called moles is because the only punishment on the mud whale is to be locked up in the internal, which is the middle of the mud whale, and thymia cannot be used there. So they lock them up there. And you're depending on your infraction, you're put for a specific amount of time in the in the internal. Now, for those who are marked, this is a really big problem because they only get to live to be about 25. Yes, that so, kind of sucks for them. Yeah, you know, the unmarked get to live to be 60, 70, whatever, but yeah. So imprisonment is a really, really bad deal for the marked. Yeah, it's like any any sentences it round back like three times longer for them. Right, exactly. Now, uh, out of all of the mud people, he and the captain of the guard are the only people who actually have any skill at fighting at all. Everyone else is just a douche, just worthless, <laughs> just awful. But they can make a great flambe, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they, they, they can cook the crap out of a beetroot, maybe. I don't know. I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. But fighting? No, it's not for that. Now, let's go to the main antagonist, the Allied Empire. This oh, is like they look happy. People. Yeah, they do look happy, don't they? Uh, they are militaristic and cruel. Uh, the only problem is, just like Lycos in the beginning, although Lycos does, uh, as, as she's away from her people, slowly starts to express emotion, these people are completely emotionless as well. They, they, they kill... They, they can kill babies, step on their heads, and they don't care. So why are they dressed as clowns? I, uh, ironically, I don't know. I don't know. The Empire Emperor is a big fan of the circus. I guess so. I got no. I don't know why. I don't. Know. But you find out very quickly. They know the history of the mud whale and its people. They know why they're there, and they specifically targeted them for extermination. Oh. They should and do something Lycos, about that. Yeah, Lycos tried to warn them. Listen. They're going to come here and kill you because that's their job. That's what I was sent out to scout and find you. They're going to look for the scouts. They're going to find the scout, which is right there. And then they're going to find you, which is right here, and then kill you all dead. They sent a uh, a, uh, uh, a scouting party to the mud whale. This is the scouting party, as you can see right here. And uh, they're just like, okay, they're writing down, okay, there's approximately this many people. We're going to need to come back with this many people to a full extermination and then sink this ship. And then they, they kill like 20 people and then leave. And like I said, they're going to come back and kill everybody. And uh, the elders recognize these people. Oh, that's nice. And you know what their great battle plan is? This to is a to run spoiler. away? No, 
No, they can't run because they, they cannot control the mud whale. The mud whale goes where it goes. Oh, great. But these people can control their ship and make uh, it go fast. Right. So it's a little spoiler, but I, I want you to guess what the elders decide to do to defend themselves. Nothing? Yes. No, it's worse than nothing. Is worse surrender? Than, worse than that. I can't imagine. Commit mass suicide by sinking the whale. That'll teach them. Yep. It, they, they'll never win in a fight. They know that. So they're, so they're going to. They're planning to kill to, us all. So we're going to kill ourselves and leave them twenty dollars. Ha! Exactly right. You know, exactly right. I mean, someone, some of the bad guys may die by freaking accident, <laughs> and that would still be better than than killing everyone on, on board in a mass suicide that's that they didn't agree to. Yeah, that's that's a really really bad idea. Yeah. So what did I think of this show? I'm guessing you did like it. Yeah. Two stars. Two stars. This was just a, a, an abomination from beginning to end. Now. Uh, the good things about it, they had good character background. Uh, you had time to to really flesh out all of the main players and many of the ancillary players to get you really invested in them. That's nice. Okay. And the story, because of that, is rich and deep. I mean, you're, you're able to, uh, to hook them uh, because they are so developed, you're able to attach them to to their whale, to other people, and make the story itself more rich by comparison, which is great. Now, what I didn't like about it, all the children of the whale are a bunch of freaking sissy Marys. All of them. Well, you know, you grow up in a peacenik commune. That's what happens. Exactly. Exactly. And it's it, it was hurtful. Like, I know someone is going to come here and they are just prey to anyone. Literally anyone else, they are prey. And the main characters, just like Rocky, they fail upward. They constantly screw up and accidentally have things work out for them. That's crap writing. No cover. It's crap writing. Exactly. Yeah. That's crap writing. I mean, if you have them fail, then they fail in life. But no, no, no. They have the main characters fail and still progress the plot where the writers want it to go. Sorry. Crap writing. It's like they're government employees. You suck. Now, bottom line, no one respects the Eloy. No one. And these these children of the mud whale, they're Eloy to Every, literally everyone is a Morlock. Everyone. Any other group of people will either dominate or eat them. That's it. They have no defense whatsoever. None. It's disgusting. I hated watching it. I hated it. So I'm guessing they... they is there an ending? Like, do they lose or win or something at the end? Or is it just like, they all die and they, that's the story? They lose and win. Both. Like I said, they fail upward, man. Oh, okay. So they win, but they lose along the way. That's nice. So it's not it's not even uplifting at the end. You're like, okay, so they, they got their crap together at the end and were able to pull pull themselves by their bootstraps or whatnot. No, no. no. Just failing to the finish line. Just there was, kind of there falling. was no brilliant plan. This kind of fell into something that kind of worked. Yeah, exactly. Just kept falling toward the finish line and eventually passed it. That's it. Just crap writing. <laughs> Awful. So two stars i would have given it one and a half or one but uh uh what i forgot to put in here is that the the, the cinematography and the scenery is truly excellent truly excellent i mean it, 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 you know if if i were if i were prone to overlook the the idiot characters and uh and and the eloy nature of the mud people i would have been moved but, but i can't do the but as i can't is. do the first part so the latter is not happening fair enough all right, and that's all we have for today. 
thank you very much for stopping by. I appreciate it. If you have any comments, if you think I'm full of crap, if you think I'm right, you think you have more, more ideas about this than I do, then please go ahead and throw it up in chat. Leave it in the comments below. And remember, like, subscribe, follow. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, click that notification bell. We've got stuff coming online every single day. So, hey, watch us, man. Well, we, we'd watch you. We're cool like that. And as long as you can get more Heathen Dog, checking out his past videos on YouTube, all of his past streams, his team-ups with Garthon, and watch 8 o'clock. He's going to be changing possibly, or... Uh, possibly. That's another thing I want I to talk to everyone about. If you've watched my Overlord streams, thank you very much. I appreciate it. If you want me to continue with the storyline Overlord, go ahead and say so. I will. But Garthon, for my birthday, he got me the original Portal, and I'd never played it before. So I'm on only stage 9 right now. So uh, I will play it on stream for you guys, and you can see a complete noob try and master portal for the very first time. Bumbling forward, yes. Failing forward. Well, hopefully not failing, because <laughs> in portal you cannot fail forward. No, you, you just must get, complete the objective. You just get killed by a very cruel machine. Yes, over and over again. Highly entertaining. Oh, sure. <laughs> All right, thank you, Heathen Dog. You're welcome. Streets looking very crisp tonight. Ooh, why thank you, Valdahar. Ooh. Ooh. But now he's hitting on us. I'll take it. Okay. It is time for Garthon's comic poll. Garthon buys comics. He reads them. He tells you about them. You could form an opinion. You could use his opinion and tell them it's yours. And they will respect you. Yes, they will. All right, first book this week is New Superman, number 23, or as it's called now, New Superman and the Justice League of China. China. That's lame. It's all right. I'll be back in a second. All right, you do that. So, uh, writer is Greg Luanyang. Artist is... I must have written that wrong. Print Peoples and Matt Centrelli III. Uh, Centrelli, not the third. Uh, colors by Hi-Fi, and the covers by Philip Tan. Uh, in this Story. What has happened previously is, um, basically, this, this guy came defecting from North Korea to China because uh, the North Koreans are trying to kill him because all of a sudden he started displaying weird beta powers with that are water related. He also, uh, what was funny is he is a big believer in the North Korean government. He believes that. Uh, Oh my gosh, I just forgot the name of uh, the guy in charge of Korea. Wow. But it believes that he's like near deity status. He buys the whole North Korean lot, hook, line, sinker. But he also secretly loves watching The Simpsons. He doesn't speak English, but he just finds them hilarious. And uh, he does a few lines. Like he says a couple times, like, don't have a cow in English. Um, but that's like his one like deviation from totally being into the party line. But when he starts showing some meta powers, the uh, North Korean government wants to kill him. So he tries running. Uh, it turns into the whole big thing. And it turns out he is the... Uh, essentially, he is the dragon son, he re is revealed. He is the son of an ancient dragon, the ancient water dragon. And apparently his mission in life is to open up the gateways to the realm of water. And drown the world for being sinful. Um, 
at first he's against this, but after everyone tries to beat him up, his own government, um, the super people, the Chinese uh, government, uh, Green Lantern Corps, who aren't really Green Lanterns, they're some evil variation of it, and... You know, he hears his father's voice, the dragon, say, hey, hey, you need to go to open the gate and drown the world because they're sinful. He's like, yeah, hell yeah. So he starts doing that. And then once he starts doing it, uh, he starts looking at what's actually going on around him. <clears throat> and he decides, hey, you know what? Yeah, I mean, these people were bad, but I don't want to kill everyone in the world just because they were naughty. That seems kind of wrong. And Dry's like, no, 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 you have to. That's your legacy. You got to do this. You got to open up the floodgates, drown the world, because I'm the good dragon of water, and I'll rule it, and you'll be my son. It'll be awesome. He's like, yeah, I don't think so. Hard pass. Yeah. Uh, while that's going on, in the previous issue, uh, Kong Keenan, the new Superman, who whose powers are kind of like chi-based, um, unlocked his full yang power. And so basically his costume like turns all white. He's like, oh, he starts beating the crap out of everyone, right? And he starts fighting with his own teammates because how the hell can they tell him anything? Because he's full of yang at this point. Like, oh, I'm power. I am man. You're just ignoring everyone. So eventually, the Just League of China has to team up with the government-sanctioned Green Lantern Corps, which they don't want to do because they're enemies. But uh, Superman's going to... He's decided, hey, I'm going to go kill this guy, because that'll save everyone. Huh? Good plan. Great plan. Let's do that. And he's so powerful, he can't stop on their own. So they did help the Green Lanterns kind of capture Wait, him. Why wouldn't, the, why wouldn't the evil Chinese Green Lantern Corps allow this? Like, what? yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll help you take him down, but after he stops the guy who's going to flood the world. Well, believe it or not, because the uh, Green Lantern Corps, their mission is not to do that. Their mission is to capture Superman. All right. The, the, yeah, the uh, Chinese Aquaman, the, well, North Korean Aquaman, that's not their problem. They're, they have one mission, is to capture Superman. And to bring him home, and to bring him back to their base. You know, they can give a crap at anything else. That's not their mission. If the world drowns, they can say it wasn't our mission. Because they've been trained, the government gives you this mission. You don't deviate that mission, you do that freaking mission. Yeah, but I gotta live on the planet. Ah, uh, though they have a space station, they'll be fine. All right, cool. <laughs> They're not thinking that far ahead. They're totally brainwashed. Right. So they end up you know, with help. They, he gets captured. He's put in a big kryptonite box. It's not really Why kryptonite. does kryptonite work on it? Because it does. Quit questioning <sighs> these things. Uh, actually, right, it, it doesn't work perfectly well either. But well, I wouldn't it, think so. It works. That doesn't work on chi. Yeah, it works enough. All so right. probably psychological. Yeah, eventually Flash like starts talking like, listen, you idiot, we had to team up with the guys who were trying to kill us five minutes ago to stop you. Think about how crazy this is. Think about this, you idiot. And then he actually kind of calms down and goes, uh, yeah, that is kind of dumb. What the hell was I doing? And he like meditates, like goes internal and sees, uh, sees the aspects of himself, the, of his master, like the dark and light aspects. He goes, oh, Master Wang, I think I screwed up. You know, I went all yang and I can't control it. He's like, yeah, that was, that you screwed up. But hey, you were kicking ass. You know, no, no, no. So he figures out basically the importance of balance at that point and also unlocks how to like switch between yin and yang. So after that, he gains control but goes full yin, like dark. And he's able to, and at that point, he becomes insubstantial so he can float through the box. Awesome. And then he starts fighting back through lanterns like, 
Um, I, I could go through things. What would happen if I poked your brain? Poke. And you see the guys go, ah, and fall over. Like, hey, so he's just going to these three lanterns. Poke. It seems he sat, looks really sad the whole time, which is actually kind of funny. He's like, poke. Poke. You know, because he's all yin now. He's all sad and depressed. But while this is going on, that's when Dragonson figures out, you know what? Maybe killing everyone's bad. Uh, there's also a great subplot going on with uh, Boxy, the Chinese Batman, and his little sister who became Alpaca, which is the Chinese uh, mud horse, which that's a whole other thing. Look up look up Chinese mud horse. That's, I'm not getting into that. That's a whole different thing in Chinese politics. Cool. Um, but the subplot with him uh, dealing with fighting back against certain elements of the Chinese government, and she's like, ah, oh, now you're finally on the side. It's like, no, they're still right, but maybe not. And it's, so, so it's actually interesting how they kind of are riding the line of like dealing with the Chinese government with this as well. Uh, the boxy, the Chinese Batman character has become the heart of the team. Essentially. I just love every episode. Every time he's around, he's just a great character. Um, favorite on the team actually. Wow. So, but in the end, you know, Dragonson decides, I don't want to drown everyone. And at that point, um, he ends up team with super and everything. They stop the green lanterns. He's able to seal the gates uh, at that point, the North Korean government is also trying to capture him. So they figure out really quick uh, a plot to get around that. And they let the North Korean government basically capture a... Um, he has total mastery of water, so he actually can create like water duplicates of himself. Ooh. So he lets the North Koreans capture one of them and put it in a cell. Of course, maybe he Yeah, it is very narrow too. But the problem with that is he has to permanently think about that duplicate to keep it around, or they're going to come looking for him again. So it's actually like his power level shown in these issues is he's at Superman's level. Mm. But they kind of hinted at at the end that because he's going to have to permanently keep this duplicate on, it's going to lower his power level a bit. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And I do like how the character uh, doesn't instantly, but the Chinese Aquaman doesn't instantly come, yay, damn them, I hate North Korea. He's, he's still a very conflicted character of like, I've believed this my whole life. I, I, I still don't feel right about what I'm doing lying to them. But I know they're trying to kill me, and he's dealing with that. And I like how the how uh, Greg Lin Yang actually put that in there. It's like almost like a uh, abuse victim, where it's like, no, I still love them. I, I'm sure they'll change. It, you mm. know, it's not quite that bad. But I really like how it's just not an instant flip. It's he's still dealing with that. Um. So all in all, I love the art in the book. Um, they do a great job. This was your Brent Peoples. I can't believe I wrote that wrong. Um, or Trent. Either way. What's next to P? Anyway. It is print. Anyway. O. O. <laughs> L. How can I type it? It is Bracket. Print. Yeah, it says time. <laughs> anyway. But it's a great, the art is great. The hi-fi's colors are nice and subdued throughout the whole thing. It is a really, really good book. And New Superman kind of flagged for a bit, but it actually has gotten good again. It's a very interesting book. It's been consistently good for a very long time. So uh, I didn't okay. love it to death, but I really enjoyed it. Um... It's definitely above average. I'll give it three and a half stars. I liked it a lot. Okay. A good book, not super great. I thought it was very interesting of a read, and I've always, I've liked this series so far. So yeah, yeah. The well, art, the, you know, the the series has changed a little bit with the name and everything. Yeah, it's changed quite a bit. Yeah. So where the the new direction it's going, who knows? But it's you, you like the earlier iteration. Yeah, it's better than Just League of America. Well. Uh, it's better I than take, I could take a crap and it'd be better than Just League of America. No, no, no. You're talking about Justice League. Uh, just like America is better than Justice League, just like America kind of went a little nutty at the end. Yeah, but, like, like my poop. But speaking of that, 
No Justice, number one. Boom. Written by Scott Snyder, James Tinney IV, and Joshua Williamson. Art by Francis Manipal. Colors by Hi-Fi. And cover by Francis Manipal. Uh, Francis Manipal, I want to say. Mace Manipal, I don't know. He knocks it out of the park. He does a great job with this issue. Uh, scenes are set really nicely. Um, there's some great like angles he uses. Things are sufficiently creepy when they need to be. Um, sufficiently pink, apparently. That's hi-fi. That's coloring. Oh, okay. But the, uh, it really is. He does a lot of really interesting things with the colors, and I really, really like that. The, uh, this comes off of the tail end of the Batman Metal series, which I think was a little too convoluted for its own good. Um, it was just way too much of a heavy metal album cover, rot large. Uh, it was kind of me, I think, Scott Snyder writing for himself. There's some people who love that, that series just to death. I thought it was not very good. Uh, it was just really overwrought and silly. But uh, No Justice is basically how they're relaunching the Justice League. Um, this is not like, hey, here's your new Justice League. It's not at that point yet. It, the book starts with Brainiac attacking the earth like with all his drones his full might just whooping the earth right sure and you get all these little like you see the suicide squad fighting against him you see teen titans the titans the, all these guys are just super they're all doing the best they can to fight right yeah and sure. you just see them getting wiped out uh in the meantime everyone's favorite idiot uh amanda waller you see her in the background like, oh, what's going on? I need to know what Brainiac's doing this time. Don't worry. Goes, oh, no, wait, he's beating up these supers. Well, that's fine. I don't care about that so much. What's his plan? And you find out she has this plan where she's been... They've actually shown this in Suicide Squad where she's been capturing all the DC Universe's psychics, essentially. Right? Not Martian psychics. Manhunter. Psychics. Psychic powers. Oh, psychics. Okay, I think right. I said sidekicks. I'm like, okay... <laughs> yeah, she's going to have a team of Robins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't um, seem like a great plan, but, but all right. All, everyone with psychic power in the DC Universe, well, on Earth, in the DC Universe, she's been capturing, right? And apparently she's going to use them as, like, her psychic battery farm. Well, obviously they're not very good psychics. They didn't see it coming. Well, that's, that's the future. That's not mental powers. That's different. So... And while, so while Brainiac's doing this, she wants all of her, her she wants to use the psychic power at her fingertips to basically scan Brainiac's head and download everything out of it. Awesome. Sounds like a great plan. Yeah, already you can see the problem with that since yeah. Brainiac was designed to download the total, the totality of knowledge from entire planets. Right, right, yeah. And, and of course, copying and pasting Brainiac into anything is always a good idea. Right. Right, so, yeah. yeah. But we'll get to that later. Um, idiot. I got a drink. Yeah. You do that. You didn't, you have no special drink of the night this time? No, no, this is just, this is just the strongest I could find. There you go. Turpentine mixed with orange juice. Just like mom used to make. The, uh, basically, Brainiac captures everyone. And when these people wake up, they're like on the spaceship and they're wearing different clothes and like why am I in different clothes it looks like my normal uniform but it's different what the hell's I going on I was bad on? touched I was bad touched yeah they kind of like that's a little creepy you know 
Uh, like, uh, what is it? I think Robin ends up yelling at Harley. Like, I didn't go to... It's like, I didn't go. It's like, he mentions, like, are these the clothes that you were... got knocked out in? And she's like, no, that brings all sorts of creepy thoughts. Um, but eventually, you know, they kind of, like, get over the initial, you know, heroes and villains are in these rooms together. Like, what the hell's going on? So they wander out of their rooms, and they go to this main hallway. They're like, ah, what's going on? And then Brainiac shows up with Batman and Superman and a bunch of other people. It's like, don't worry, we can explain. Okay, And I was like, that. what the hell's going on with this? Like, no, you gotta listen to Robin, because I'm Batman. And Batman thinks we should listen to Brainiac. He's almost as smart as Batman. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Well, he didn't say that, but that's just the impression I get. Yeah, that's the impression you got, right. So, basically, Brainiac tells them all, Hey, guess what, kids? There are these giant celestial aliens. We're not calling them celestials. But there's no. these giant aliens who uh, are ancient and stuff. And at the end of uh, the Batman Metal thing, where you broke the wall of universes, or whatever we're calling it, sure. um, yeah, that broke the universe. And these guys wait, got... Wait, what is it called? The outer wall? The yeah, barrier like, wall? Yeah, the... So the great barrier wall. Barrier wall, okay. Yeah. So, basically, when you idiots broke that, um, yeah, these things got released and they're going to go and find like there's one of entropy, one of mystery, one of wisdom and one of wonder because Scott Snyder loves crap like that. It sounds good. I mean, that, that doesn't sound bad. Well, it, why not, you know, have one of anyway, you could have gone with more direct things, but they've all been done. These are ones that haven't been done before, essentially. Oh, all right. So Bray says, Hey, this is my home planet. We're outside. And uh, this planet is the smart, we're the, you know, I don't have any modesty because I'm an android, so uh, we're the smartest planet of the freaking universe. Sure. And so, uh, yeah, the uh, the wisdom guy showed up here, and he's going to kill us all. Sounds fair. And you guys got to help us. But here's what. You will fail. You will fail. Because you're predictable. You're easy. You're dumb. And how do I know that? I just wanted to prove to you you would fail by kicking all of your asses. Because I can mathematically deduce it. And I did it. I kicked all your asses. They're like, yeah, yeah, we got it. You kicked your asses. You didn't kick Batman's ass. I came willingly. Whatever. So, the... And they're like, how do you know you're telling the truth? And Wonder Woman has to lasso on him. Yeah, he's uh, he's not lying. He Come on, he's an android. He's not even really a man. That doesn't count. No, the lasso compels anything to tell the truth. It's so meta. I mean... I thought it was, I thought it was supposed to be only males. No. no what? You're talking like Silver Age Wonder Woman. All right. You don't fine. even know. Sorry. That was before Sorry. Waterman could even fly. All right? Fair. All right. That's when the invisible jet was actually necessary. Right. And when she wasn't as strong and invulnerable as Superman, and now she is. Because. Well, not as invulnerable and not as yeah. strong, but really yeah, close. Like, no. like Martian Manhunter level. No, she is. Now Now they say she is. <laughs> Every new rider, she gets stronger. Wow. As Superman gets the weaker. Yep. That's what's been happening. Um... That's a debate for another time. Sure. So essentially, these guys show up, and he and Brainiac says, "Hey, okay. So here's the thing. I've given you all new uniforms, and you have little colored lights on them, right? And that yeah. tells you whose team you're all on. Awesome. I've developed these teams because that's what we're gonna need to beat these guys. And I was like, the uniforms, like I'm not only gonna be on a team with a giant starfish. Sure you are. You know, because he's like, wait, because basically it seems we're not here. I was like, oh." Not enough heroes, you say, then, like, Lex Luthor and a bunch of other guys, like, Sinestro, Starro, and all those guys show up. Like, um, and Starro's like, oh, it's such great chaos in this room. Because as soon as they say, I'm going to give you new teams, you got to do exactly what I say, 
Everyone's like, "Da, screw you. And the Starfish's like, oh, ho, 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 ho. I think I'll just mind control y'all to kill each other right now for entertainment. And uh, then Brianna's like, you know, all right, it, it, I do have to beat you all up again because I'll do it. And he basically, like, you know, makes everyone shut up and listen. So he's all right. I have a plan. You're all divided up into the Entropy Team, the Mystery Team, the Wisdom Team, and the Wonder Team. And if you don't do... Wonder a- Twins. There's only two people in the Wonder Team. <laughs> That'd be Only hilarious. two people in the Wonder Team. Three. Wonder Twins. Three. There's a monkey. Uh, no, I don't think the monkey counts. Gleek counts, man. He Gleek saved that team more than once. But anyway. Yeah, that was... But know. that's the Wonder Twins. Uh, but anyway. So, right now he's about to tell them... The pla- he tells you, I follow my plan, you will lose. And by the way, you need to win right now because uh, I put a bunch of markers on your planet. So uh, after they're done killing my planet, they're going straight for yours. So if you don't do this, your planet's gone. And to which oh, they- that's a super D-bag move. He's still a villain. I was talking, oh, oh, Brady, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, come he- on. Total d- well, he has to have a fallback in case someone says, right. why should I save your planet? You're evil. They made you. I don't like you people. Now it's like, what you got to save my planet to save your own. They're like, you're, uh-huh. you're a it's D-bag. Like we don't like you. He's like, I don't like you guys either. But you think I want to be here with you? You think I liked this option? I did not. This is what, I've, this is what we've come to. So he says, okay, you must always follow my plan exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat it because you guys aren't smart. Here, you need to go my exact rules and my exact timing and do this exact thing. Okay, you ready for it? And that's when Waller goes, so how was that? Well, we're having problems like... You know what? Crank it up to 11. I don't care. I don't know. Crank it up to 11! And uh, that's when you see Brad go, ah, wait, something, my brain, someone is, and then his head, it cracks, and he's like, ah, and falls over dead. Awesome. Thanks, thanks Amanda Waller. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So they're stuck in outer space on Brainiac ship. They have to fight a celestial. Sorry, not a celestial. No, not a celestial. Yeah. <laughs> Not a celestial. That's his name. <laughs> um, and save Brainiac's planet under his exact instructions, or they'll fail. And uh, they don't have his instructions. They know the teams he put them in, but not what to do with them. Right. Don't know why he chose those teams. Yeah. So, I it is neat because Martian Manager's. Why you get to see him again after forever since he's been gone? You see Starro. You know. Having to actually, you, don't see, you don't see him a whole lot except in like once every five years yeah, or whatever. And honestly, it's all Starro you need. But it's nice. It's actually the first time you've seen Starro. Like, I guess I actually have to help you idiots. Darn it. But after this, I'm going to conquer you all. Just so you know. That's what yeah, I do. Just because. Just because. Just just that's what I do. The It actually reads a lot like an Avengers story. Like, ah, oh, we must get together to fight this cosmic threat. Avengers assembled. Oh, let's change our team. You know, it, which is honestly isn't bad. I uh, just like it's needed a shake up like this for a while. Um, so it's actually really interesting. I like so far, I like the character attitudes. I like everything going on with it. It is a really good book that may, it's a four part series. I want, really want to know where it's going. I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, yeah. So nothing but thumbs up for, uh, for no justice. Number one. I really liked it. Uh, wow. the ending where he brain, brain crashed, like, well, Amanda, you know, you start cursing Amanda Waller again. Maybe Amanda Waller shouldn't be like the evilest boogeyman ever. But she always comes up to be. She's just a bad person. Yeah. At least that's how she. Well, and, and has bad writers. I, I think that's the main thing. She has bad writers. As a matter of fact, uh, Amanda Waller in the uh, Batman Beyond animated series was much more level headed. 
Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Yes. Uh, she's really been written for the past like five, six years. It's just absolutely insane, and I don't like it. I really liked because previously she was a government bureaucrat who actually meant well, but maybe went too far. She wasn't like I am going to uh, drug all the psychics on the planet, forcibly hook them up to machines to be my slaves to do these things. Yeah, yeah, she that's was uh, about that. I yeah. maybe going so far as saying, "Hey, you criminals who deserve life in prison, who deserve the chair for murder, are going to work for me to do these AT missions off the books." Now that okay, I buy. You know, you know, that, okay. But that's a bridge too far. So anyway, uh, I give it four stars. Really liked it. Good book. Wow. Gr- great art. Great writing. Even with the Amanda Waller debacle. Well, that's part of what makes it funny. Huh. Okay. So yeah, really liked it. And last. White Knight, number eight. Uh, the, last. the last. Literally one. last. Yeah. yeah. Eight of eight, written by Sean Murphy, art by Sean Murphy, colors by Matt Hollingsworth, covered by Sean Murphy and Matt Hollingsworth. As and as we all know, Matt Hollingsworth Matt is Holl- merely a sock puppet. Yes, it is. A, it is a pseudonym for for Sean, Sean Murphy. Murphy. It has to be. It's, it's the Sean Murphy show, pretty much. Uh, been a lot going on that got us to this point. Um, Neo Joker, aka Second Harley Quinn Two, aka Evil Slutty Cheerleader Harley, um, has. Taken, teenage girls. Uh, has teamed up with uh, the Mad Hatter and is using Clayface's brain with pieces of Clayface in all of Gotham's rogues gallery to mind control all of them to help them while they're with a giant ice cannon holding Gotham hostage. Yep. Uh, unless they bring her the Joker. Uh, that's exactly what she wants. She's She's just a... She's nuts. Yeah, she's crazy. She's got the whole Stockholm thing going on, and meanwhile, she can't let it go. Uh, Joker has turned back into Jack Napier due to the some drugs that he Lots has a hold of. of. Drugs. Lots no, of no. drugs. Do not underestimate the drugs. Lots. Well, of drugs. it's a very specific, special experimental drug. Lots um, of it. And he's been taking more and more. It's been tearing him up. It's actually been kind of killing him. Yep. But he keeps doing it because he doesn't want to be Joker. Yeah. Uh, he's teamed up with yeah. original Harley, Doctor Harley Quinzel, who is very level-headed. Or it seems to have a lot more so. Well, yeah. Still an evil. Yeah, comparatively. Yeah. And at the last issue, it ended with uh, they've made this plan with the Gotham PD, Batgirl, Nightwing, and everyone teaming up in all these Batmobiles to go simultaneously attack it all at once so they can finally get into it and stop Neo Joker, rescue the city. And right when they're about to go, Jack Napier flips into Joker because he's been having issues controlling himself recently. Yeah, because the, the medication is not doing Right, its losing its more. efficaciousness. That's a big word. Efficacy. Well, I like efficaciousness. But well, efficacy is probably correct. Yeah. But, uh... So... It starts out with it, with Joker in the Batmobile with Batman. Life's like, oh, I like this place, Bats. You could use an air freshener, though. Sandalwood, I'm thinking. He's like, yeah, you know, you better watch. Like, oh, I know, I know. Don't worry about it. This is fantastic. We're teaming up to save Gotham. This is the best... You know, it's actually pretty interesting because everything has gone on trying to show the the similarities and differences between the characters of Batman and Joker throughout this series that they've done. Um, eventually, he kind of gets control of himself again for a little bit. Like, all right, okay, I got control for a bit. We're going to be good. We need to get this done. So they go through. There's a pretty neat scene as they're all trying to get there. They're teaming up to stop things. 
Um, and it's really cool with all the Batmobiles they're using is they're all Batmobiles from like different. Yeah. Different eras. Right. Like uh, you actually see the 1960s Batmobile. You see the, uh, the original Tim Burton Batmobile. You get to see what's funny is none of the, uh, Oh, who is that terrible director's name? I don't want to remember who ruined Batman. Snyder. No, no, no movies. Movies. Oh, Snyder's Batman was good. Uh, it has a J in it. But he did, like, he, uh, he's the one guy who took over after Tim Burton. Did, like, Batman and Robin and all his terrible ones. Oh, God, I, I probably just burned that part of my brain out. Right. So, basically, none of his Batmobiles with the neon on them were there. Got but uh, but the Tumblr's there from the modern Batman movies. <laughs> Mar Hawkins runs in circles screaming, yes, yes. Don't remember that. Don't, don't. Oh, gosh. Anyway, Joel Schumacher. That's what his name was. Okay. Thank you for helping us put that in our brains. We well, it. I remembered it. For, anyway, I don't remember how I remembered it. Stop it. So, they assault the place. It's actually really seen as like all the Gotham villains are trying to stop through as they're going through. And eventually they managed to get there um, by using the, uh, like they're going through, they actually like, the Tumblr actually uses like that giant rocket booster on the back eventually like to, to like, boost off a ramp shoot up to get up the top of the tower as they're coming up you know uh mad hatter and harley like or neo joker are like oh uh maybe we should vacate this place this is not working out for us all of a sudden but they get up there like ha batgirl jumps out like i will stop you it's like no you'll stop you and the two of them together are kind of beating batgirl until it turns out her passenger who they didn't show was mr freeze who who pops out with his ice gun says i've ran out of ice puns and just starts shooting them all Oh, he actually admitted he ran out of ice puns. That's awesome. <laughs> I did really like that line. Just that, yeah, that I, was good. I've run out of ice puns. They just start shooting them. They're like, oh, hell! And they start running. And at that point, Becker's like, can you shut this down? And he gives a very light explanation about the similarities between his father's designs. He's like, what? Yes. What? Yes, we're good. All right, good. All right. So he starts shutting down the big giant cannon, which is good. And while they're running away... Uh, Neo Joker, her, she loses, like, her backpack is torn open as they're running for their lives, and the brain of Clayface, with the card in it, falls out. And the card falls out. The card? The Mad Hatter card, which mind controls people. Oh, right, the mind control card, got it. Right. Okay. Uh, which is, I don't know if it's on purpose or an accident, because Harley is, like, well, Neo Joker was talking about how like, maybe we might want to release Clayface. Like, what? From the monsters? Like, yeah, yeah, I think we might need to do that. Because uh, things are bad. When they're running, they Batman and Joker confront them. And he's like, oh, you're stuck. You're going to stop that. Joker's like, ha it's come to this. You want a Joker? You got him. And she's, he's, you know, kind of smacks around a little bit. Uh, but at that point, Clayface is released. He reconstitutes himself by jumping out of everyone's bodies. It's kind of gross. He doesn't kill them, but like, like out of their mouth, like, oh, I was like, yeah, oh, God, it, oh, God, it hurts. Yeah. Whatever orifice is available. Yeah. And sure. he forms together and uh, he know he remembers who uh, put him in there. He starts yeah. yelling, Joker, because he originally did it. He's like, oh, hey, looking good, Clayface. And he decides to kill Joker and starts chasing him down. It's like, I Sounds need. fine to me. <laughs> uh, in which case, Batman's like, oh, hell. Um, I, don't have, I don't see a problem with that. So, which turns into another car chase as uh, 
Batman distracts Clayface, tries to get him to go. Everything starts exploding, going to hell. The cops are ever trying to run. All the rogues gallery is like, what the hell did we do? There's a lot of cops around here. And they start trying to run. They don't want any part of this. Um, and as they're trying to get out of there, um, you end up with uh, Harleen Quinzel and Jack Napier. You're, they're in the tumbler trying to get the hell out. Right? Sure. Meanwhile, they run into Neo Joker Harley with Mad Hatter on Rita Rocket's rocket. Rita Rocket. She's a real villain. Okay. She basically has like a giant rocket you ride on, like a motorcycle. She she steals things and flies away too fast to be caught. That's her thing. Okay. I did not Got make it. this up. Check. Uh, so basically, they're on the rocket, and like the like the giant doors are closing. You know what those you know situations. Yeah. And they're coming, and they're like, oh, there's, let's get her! And they're next to each other, and Neo Joker yells over, like, you know, those are closing, we can fit one person on this rocket and make it out of here, because that big old thing's not going to make it out. So, you know, Joker, come on board, and you can get out. And, you know, Joker tells her, you know what, no. No, I don't think that's what's going to happen. And he looks over at Harleen Quintel and says, tells her, you know, nah, I, I love you. And then hits a button, Rita has on occasion made the mistake of annoying Superman and Supergirl, says, says uh, Mar Hawkman. Mar Hawkman's right. That did not work out well when your power's riding a rocket. Yeah. Um, so he hits the button, and the tumbler goes and hits uh, the rocket, which knocks it off course. They crash. And the only thing that makes it out of the big explosion through the closing doors is the motorcycle mode of the tumbler from Batman. If you remember the movies, it could actually, like... Yeah, yeah. Pull. And who is in it? Uh, Harleen. Oh. He sacrificed himself to save her, it looks like. Sure. Um, so at that point, they're able, like, to hold back the floodwaters of the dam that the Neo-Joker broke and with the ice cannon to save everyone if he's good. And they find out that... They basically... They are able to go back and rescue Joker and uh, Neo-Joker. Because um, Neo-Joker ends up getting through on the rocket as well. And so the two Harleys end up in a fist fight, which turns into a knife fight, uh, which is actually a pretty violent scene where Neo Joker's like, you you know why he left you for me? Because you didn't have the guts. You couldn't stand up. You would never go that final step. She's like, oh yeah, she pulls a knife, starts stabbing her in the chest. And <laughs> it's, yeah, Harley That's Quinzel. Yeah, yeah. It. it's like you caught, you killed the man I love. It's like no, you killed the man I love. Stab, stab, stab. Uh, doesn't kill her, but sure puts her out of commission. Mm. It's not a very long knife, but but breastbone probably stopped most of it. But yeah, stabbed her in the chest a few times. And then they find out that Joker, Jack Batman actually goes through and rescues Jack Napier. It's like you should have let me die a hero. Batman's like, yeah, I'm not wasn't sure as hell I was gonna let that happen. Ouch. <laughs> Dude, really? Come on. Hell no. Right now? Right then. Seriously? Um, uh, after which, you know, he's like, okay, I'm going to turn myself in. I basically goes and turns himself in, admits everything he's done to this point to make it happen. You know, how he organized the attack, uh, you know, basically organized all the criminals to fight together cause all this stuff to make his position look better, but he only did to show Batman's position, but he knows that was the wrong thing to do. He apologizes. He's going to jail for it. 
And there's actually I like there's actually a follow up in the book after that of like these news crews interviewing people, and like the, you got like one person like oh I always knew he's evil and it'd be like some of the people he worked with in uh, uh backport, and like the main guy there is like do you work do you regret teaming up with us like no yeah he, we all knew he wasn't completely on the level but you know what he actually brought attention to our problem here he exposed the crush to the police you know what that's fine by our book I still stand by him. He's like, well, he actually reached some good points. Like, we knew he wasn't on the total level, but he was better than the police, who completely ignored us or outright used us. All right, fair enough. Uh, so, actually, I like how they went through it, actually showed people's reaction, that kind of thing. Um, and then, like, as he's getting, they actually, like, create a new cell for him in Arkham Asylum. Right? A whole new cell, which is actually nicer than his last one. It's actually, like, a comfortable cell. And he's like, this, this isn't my usual cell. He's like, no, we got you a new one. It's like, but my old cell is where I, I discovered the Joker. It's like, oh, yeah, whatever. And, uh, and like, as Harley says, you know, it's the last thing you could... Well, Joe, then Jack Taylor says, before... I know I'm losing it, but before I go, I want to do one more thing. I, I'd like to ask Harley if you would marry me. She's like, oh, yes. So they have a... It's like, quick, get a priest. They get a priest through the ceremony, and right when he's about to say, I do, he jokers out. He goes, I do, ha! Like, ah, screw. Well, that's good enough. Yeah, good enough. Uh, so that, you know, ends there. He gets put in Arkham Asylum. Um, after which... Did Jack Napier. Did Jack Napier. Who's gone? After which, you see him a couple days later at Dr. Harleen Quinzel's place. You know, kind of help. You know, she's like, I hear you coming in. I'm probably the only person who ever hears you come in, I think. And he's like, he doesn't say a word to that. He's just like, you created that drug. What do you mean? The drug that cured Joker. You created that. You tried to hide the trail, but you did that. You're a brilliant scientist and pharmacologist and psychiatrist and psychologist. You did that. I can't quite prove it, but I know you did. Why? And she kind of looks at him and says, all right. Okay, I did. And basically, she lays out how she just wanted to show Batman how similar he had become to the Joker. And how that Joker, just like Batman, deep inside, is actually a good man. And she sees that more than anyone. And she wanted both of them to realize this and to know this. She knew that the cure wasn't permanent, but she did what she could. And she also needed to expose the corruption in the Gotham PD. Basically, she lays out the stuff and then Batman starts laying out everything else and he goes huh so this whole time you were Gotham's white knight he's like yeah pretty much if you want to say that you gonna take me in now he's like no I don't think I will and then he takes off so I love that twist at the end where the whole time it was actually Dr. Harleen Quinzel playing everyone yeah who is the hero right hero and villain Well, no, I don't want to say villain in this series. Well, she's definitely the protagonist, I guess. Yeah. But she was basically pulling strings in the background and setting, making everyone dance to her tune. Yeah, she was the queen. Right, which makes her terrifying. Because Batman actually said, I think he's... All queens are terrifying, yes. Batman actually has a line like, you're the one person in this town I'm actually afraid of. She's like, good, Mm. you should be. (laughs) So... Well, yeah, well... Um, after that, 
the uh he ends up reading the note Alfred left him when he died and he reads it while uh, Nightwing and Batgirl are with him. He's like, I would want you guys with me when I read this. And basically the note is, you know, Alfred saying, I know you're a good person. I know that if you're reading this, you've actually made events with uh, with Barbara and Dick because you would want them with you. And it's, it's a nice little postscript about how you're a good man. Mm. And he, and at the end, he ends up uh, talking with Commissioner Gordon. You know, he actually gives Commissioner Gordon the keys to all the Batmobiles and says, you know, you were right. If you guys had these Batmobiles the whole time, maybe you could have done more. And Commissioner Gordon says, with how corrupt the police department was, it would have been a very bad idea. You were right. Keep those keys. Like, no, no, no. I think now might be the time to be a little more open. To maybe, maybe Napier had a point that I had gone too far. I think he did. I think I had. But I think now we're ready to start a new... Basically, it was go... It's almost an admission that Napier was right without being, at, being an admission. And then he ends up revealing to Commissioner Gordon that he's Bruce Wayne. And that's the big ending. Oh, nice. So, but there's also, oh, I forgot to mention, before he leaves talking to Harleen Quinzel, he says, when he went to Arkham, Napier mentioned that's where he discovered the Joker. What did that mean? And she's like, I don't know. She's probably lying, but she says she has no idea. She's probably lying. So they actually did a lot to open this up to a sequel without directly right. saying sequel time, you know? Yes, exactly. Like like something prompted the Joker, you know, something made right. the Joker. He so discovered the Joker. That? And yes. Harley might be... I hope it did, if they do make sequel, I hope it's not more, look, look what Harley Quinzel did. I don't want that at all anymore. Maybe she knows something that leads to something else. Hopefully like Riddler-centric. I'd love that. I'm a big fan mm. of the Riddler if he's written right. Scott Snyder's Riddler I loved. Um, Tom King's Riddler is actually good too. Really? I hate to say that. I like the way Tom King writes the Riddler. There's one thing I like about Tom King. I can say something nice about Tom King. I just did. Good job. He's right. The Joker sucks. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I was, there's been a couple of issues like, ah, I don't know how they're going to tie this together. They better make it good at the end. And damn it. He did. He did it. He made it good at the end. He actually, all the high expectations. I think he met the art is on point the whole time that adds so much to the story. The muted color palette that Matt Hollingsworth uses the whole time matches what's going on in the scenes the whole time. Um, also, throughout every issue, the color palette gets lighter every issue. Ooh. If starting out, if the book is really, really dark, every issue of the color palette gets a little lighter, which is an amazing trick to pull off. Because um, I actually well, did... Come on, you only have eight issues. You, you only have eight issues. Well, I didn't even yeah. notice it until reading this issue. I'm like, why are these really... Well, there's a lot of ice, but... Then I started going through the issues. Every issue is a little lighter. As So, very nice, very nice. Uh, it works on a lot of levels. I have said before, this is like a comic lover's comic. Yes. And it really, really is. Because yeah. it's working on multiple levels. Yeah, Sean Murphy and the pseudonym Sean Murphy, which is Matt Hollingsworth, really did a good job. Yeah, and I want to give kudos to DC for taking a risk on doing this book. Um, this could have been crap, but it's been fantastic. Um, 
this book individually, I'm going to give four and a half stars to you. Really loved okay. it. Really loved it. Some great surprise stuff. But overall, for the entire White Knight, I'm going to give five stars. Wow. As an aggregate, I, it's one of those things that I think in the future should it, be looked it, it, at. Yeah, it is a read. The, the, the entire story is greater than the sum of its parts. Right. Um, yeah. It's kind of like everyone looks at Batman uh, Dark Knight as like a quintessential Batman story. Sure. I'm not going to argue that point, but I think that it was the quintessential Batman story for its time. It's time is 30 years ago. Get over it. Um, it's a great story, but it was a story for a Reagan-era Cold War. And that's basically what the story's about. This is a story for now. And in the future, I, it, I think it will be looked at that way. And it'll be one of those like required comic reading things, just by the way they interplay the Joker and Batman off each other. Um, just, just a brilliant book. Loved it to death. Loved the whole series. Four and a half stars for this book. Five stars for the whole series. When it comes out in trade, buy it. Get that. And that's Garthon's column poll for this week. Hope you liked it. I felt more Garthon. Check it out YouTube. Check out my streams. Uh, 10 Eastern, 9 Central. We're doing Warframe. On Thursday at 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central, we're, me and Heathen Dog are doing the Star Trek Onlines. Doing Foundry Missions. Doing other things. Mainly Foundry Missions. Good stuff. And as always, thank you everyone so much for your support. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow to get more Garthon and more Legion of Myth and more Heathen Dog. Outstanding. Well, what do we got next? Now we have the RNG, where we talk about the random things rolling across the internet and our brainstems. And Sweet. by fiat, by command decision, Heathen Dog has decided. I have no say. No poll. We are doing off-screen deaths from Avengers Infinity War. Yes, thank you. And uh, this is this is a thing that really upset me un until I, I read the the post. Uh, it was a Huffington post, obviously, because that's the aggregate of the day. But uh, yeah, where where there was a there was a guy who interviewed the uh, the directors, Joe and Anthony Russo, uh, who survived off screen. I mean, half of the half the planet spoiler, died. Yeah, I mean, technically a spoiler, but come on. If you haven't seen it yet, then spend like two, three weeks. Give it up. Yeah, it, it's weird. Three yeah. weeks and three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Uh, Joe and Anthony Russo uh, were interviewed and say, hey, of the people who were off screen, who lived and who died? And this is the interview. This is it. This okay. is the answer. So the first one we have is Jane Foster. Did she live? Did she die? Uh, the directors say, I can't say spoilers, which means yes because if you progress the plot you're alive if you not you're dead i think I mean, she died he thinks she died yeah. but uh thor would not be as animated he she, she wasn't in the last thor film wasn't even mentioned she wasn't she wasn't she actually you know broke up with him wasn't in avengers 2 was was true, mentioned true, true i mean it is possible it is possible although it is a waste of natalie portman if you have her dead and influence Thor on, hey, if you stop, if you reverse what Thanos did, she will be back alive. Well, well maybe Thor 4, she'll go descend into Hades and rescue her or something. Maybe. And okay. and talk to his sister about, you know, you know, we have a disagreement, you don't blow up a planet. It's just not Fine. what we do. Actually, it's kind of what they do. Loki tried the same yeah. thing. Well, yeah, to, to be fair, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, 
I mean, uh, th- there is a way they could have her dead and still do it, but it's dumber. I don't know. I, I Maybe she comes back as Thor in Thor 4. You never know. Uh, probably not. That would follow the okay. comic books. Uh, no, probably not. Okay, next one. Aunt May. Alive. Director saying she's alive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's fine. She's, she's fine. fine. And it, that's, actually, that's actually not a surprise because uh, Aunt May is going to call Tony Stark and say, hey, where's my nephew? And Tony Stark is going to be angst, angst, angst about that. Well, actually, no. Since half the planet died, she's going to be like, I haven't seen Peter. Tony, have you seen him? Yeah, and the angst, angst, angst. That's, well, that's, no, that's the whole no. Thing. That's no, what he'll say. Yeah, yeah, I've seen him. He's right here with you. Say hi, Peter. Hi, Peter. You know. No, no, that's not going to happen. Totally no. Andrew. No, no, no. No, after holding him in his arms and having disintegrate, he's going to come clean, and it's going to wreck Well, it. this is the guy who had PTSD off of uh, a three-second space flight, so. Well... It was, was a really bad space flight, to be fair. Iron Man 3 was a terrible film. Anyone right. who says Iron Man 2 was worse than 3 is insane. 3 was so much on a different level worse. That's a, yeah. another discussion. Yeah. The, the, the only the only uh, thing I liked about Extremis was the Extremis Hulk. That's it. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway, Lady Sith. And she's dead. And no one cares. No, no one cares. I don't know why. Well, because the reason she no one cares. Potential. She had potential. The Warriors yes. Three had potential. Was it yes. utilized at all? At all. No. Just None. failed None. to be utilized. No. Yes, you are correct. They took some of the coolest characters from the comics and made them suck ass. Yes. No one yes. cared. I during the great big uh, showdown in Thor Three, they just got yep. freaking pwned. They didn't show any backbone nope. at all. It sucked. Nope. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. You're right. Why couldn't they kick a bunch of ass and live? Why not? Their deaths meant nothing because they'd never done anything worth mentioning. Yep. So so if they were trying to get some sort of emotional investment, like, oh, no, they killed that friend of Thor's. That's all they got. Yep. Maybe, you know, comic nerds are the ones that are slightly upset. They're like, well, not that they were any matter in the pictures anyway. People could not name. Marhawken, like Sif, was horribly bummed that so many people died in Ragnarok. Yeah. That was a bummer, but, I mean, the Warriors 3 and Sif, well, they didn't show Sif dying Ragnarok, but the Warriors no, 3, they showed all die in Ragnarok, and here's the thing. If you just watched Thor 3, could you name two out of three of the Warriors 3? Probably not. I can only name them because I know the comic books. Fandrill, Hogan, and Volstagg. I only know that because I read the comic books. Mm. Marhawkus says, yes, I'm a comic nerd. Volstagg was my favorite. Volstagg's awesome. Volstagg the Voluminous. He became Thor for a bit. Really? I Recently. Didn't... Just oh, for oh. a bit. Just for a bit. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Dead. Dead. She, she died when, when, uh, when Asgard was killed. She she was killed. That's she's too dead. bad. Well, yeah. as a god, she actually can't technically be dead. She's just she's in dead. hell. She's, she's in dead. hell. Yeah. Okay. Fine. She's in the afterlife. All right. Betsy Ross. Or Betsy, Betsy Ross. Dead. The, the director said she's dead. She was killed in the in the kill off with uh, uh, Thanos' kill off, and I get it because you're not going to get her again. They could if they wanted. She's not too busy. Well, but they're pretty much disavowing that film. They yeah, still exactly. say it's part of the MCU. I, I thought it was a better film than a lot of it, uh, you know Marvel films. It was better you know? than the first Thor it film. Was, it was, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, sure, what, what's his name was hard to work with, but... Norton, Ed Norton. He, 
Yeah, Edward Orton was hard to work with, but... He was a great he, Bruce Banner. He was good. I yeah, like him. I still good. like Ed Norton's uh, Bruce Banner better than uh, other dude. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah, I just do yeah, not like Mark it's Ruffalo. Better. Yes, Ed I Norton believe so much better. Too. It is better. So this makes me sad. Yeah, I was hoping to see her come back. But yeah. with all the stuff, they're like Hulk and Scarlet, uh, Black Widow for some damn reason. Thanks, Joss. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I actually really liked her. And I was sad that she never came back. Not even mentioned. Not even mentioned. Nope. Not even a blurb. Yeah. Nothing. Her dad is still right. in the movies. Live and well for some stupid reason. But yeah. All right. Whatever. All right. Next one. Shuri. Uh, this was from... Uh, Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther. Exactly. Right. And uh, the director say spoilers. She's alive. Which means, yes. Yes, she's still alive. Yes. I mean, in, in, uh, in Black Panther, she... In the in Black Panther, she made a, a big role, yep. and in, in Avengers: Infinity War, she disappeared. Yep. In the comics, Basically. she becomes Black Panther. Yes, in the comics, she becomes Black Panther, which means her disappearing and not dying on screen means that she's going to be the Black Panther, especially because the Black Panther disappeared on screen. Right. So yeah, I'm guessing next go. film she's she's the Black Panther. Yeah, she was the cue behind bond which was the black panther so her putting on all of her tech will make her the black panther and she's gonna do that right that's what's gonna happen yes yeah so moving on korg and meek uh directors say spoilers which whenever directors say spoilers it always means yes which means they say they survived the destruction of the ship that the as that the asgardians left asgard on Right. At first, now, it said nobody ever would die, but then it said, "Wait, later." Thanos said he only yeah, killed half of them. Exactly. In the beginning of, uh, of 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 Infinity War, it said that everyone. You know, it it looks. It looks like he destroys yes, the whole fleet. It looks like everyone died, but later on, it said that he only killed half of the people on there, and right. apparently, Korg and Meek huh, were part of the good half. So, yay them! They're still alive in an escape pod somewhere. Who knows what they're doing? I don't know, but hopefully they come back to kick some butt. That'd be awesome. They were entertaining. Yeah, they, they were. They were so insanely different than the comics that bothered yes, me. Insanely different, especially Meek because uh, especially Meek was Meek. a douchebag. Yeah, and, 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 the, and the comics Meek was awful and evil. But uh, Meek he was a sophisticated character. Well, not sophisticated, but he was much more I'm of a character in the books. He had a story arc, yeah, and you understand why he became the way he yeah. was. Still evil. At the end, not really though. Just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and call it. I, he was just more concerned with his and his species survival than anything else. Okay. And Still, believing that you know, you know, the only way not to be weak is to be strong and to punish anyone. All right. Which is something well, the Hulk told him to do, right, and he took it enough. to heart. Fair enough. So next one, misled. Not next yet. one, next one, the one I don't care about. Howard the Duck. Yeah. The directors say he's alive. I would rather have asked about Cosmo the dog. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why? Why? This How? is stupid. I'm okay with that. How are the ducks cool in the comics? Yeah, okay, but in the movies? He's only had one movie. Yeah. No, he's had two or three. No, he had one movie and made a brief appearance in the end of uh, Avengers 2. No, Guardians of the Galaxy 1. He had a brief appearance. Post-credit scene. Okay. Well, still, 
still i would i would have probably let cosmo the dog because in the in the comics cosmo the dog had a greater impact oh than, yeah than almost anyone and he talks he didn't get a talk why didn't cosmo talk in the guards of the galaxy movie i don't know maybe he was behind the glass it was soundproof glass i don't know i don't Co- know cosmo should be allowed to talk yes he's a radiation infused russian awesome guy he is he so, has whatever it'd be a dog with a russian accent in a cosmonaut suit how awesome is that that would be great. That's hella awesome. Happen. Did not happen. Yes. And there are more that they said, but I don't care about the other ones. Yeah. It's so. too long to go into at this point anyway. Exactly right. So that is my RNG. Thank you very much for watching. I appreciate it. And uh, if you have different opinions about who survived and who didn't, please put it in the chat, put it in the comments below. The, and you know, uh, you know thank you the, very much for watching. You know what the funny thing is, though? What's the directors that? can say, oh, yeah, these people lived and died. And then whoever makes the next film could just say, nah, they're alive. Or nah, they're dead in my film. It is possible, but right now, that is as close to canon as you can get. Right, pretty much. They try and coordinate everything. Yeah. Movie-wise, anyway. TV-wise, they the, did the, the uh, uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I wonder, I wonder if at the end of De- the new De- if at the end of Deadpool 2, half of everyone dies. That'd be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Yes, you're right. Because they are starting to link those in. Anyway. Yes. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. So, thank you everyone for watching the RNG. Hope you enjoyed it. Because that was some thought-provoking talk. What, Harpy? What? What you said? Never mind. I want more Legion Myth. You can check out Max Leo and Elgarian. Max Leo has no strength for a foreseeable future because you didn't love him enough. Oh, no, it's not because of that. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) He's just really busy. Uh, On YouTube, you can watch him... Playing Battletech, which is always fun to see. Um, I do like the new Battletech game. I know Max has his issues. I think it's a great game. It does have issues. Me- melee combat is the biggest issue because <laughs> that is crazy. Mark Hawkins says, if half of Deadpool died. That would actually be funny. Because <laughs> he could regen. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. I- I'd laugh. Um, Elgarian is streaming Shroud the Avatar for Sick and Virtues, which is officially launched Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Central, 10 Eastern. Ah, great to watch that stream, watch it grow. Uh, watch all the changes that have been happening since launching the game. Uh, font of knowledge and highly entertaining. Really, really love Elgarian streams. Uh, and also, you can check out his links for Shroud of the Avatar, Role Players of the Avatar, the premier role playing community for Shroud of the Avatar at rpoda.com, and Soda Help, the premier help site for Shroud of the Avatar. Quest hints, information, crafting, gathering, all the stuff you need at sodahelp.org. Boom. Boom. And as always, here is our streaming schedule. Memorize it. Live it. Love it. It's right there. Right there. Big flashing lights. So remember, everyone, thank you. Thank you very much for that. We appreciate all of you watching us. Remember, we are streaming every day of the week. At least a little something for everyone to go and tune into. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment. You could uh, do so through Twitch at twitch.tv slash through our YouTube channel, youtube.com. Look for Legion of Myth. Tweet us at Legion of Myth. Our Discord channel, through aminoapps.com slash or getting ch- products at G2A. The audio version of this is available through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and fine podcast aggregators everywhere. Boom. If you want to get our gear, you can do so. Support us through Patreon at patreon.com slash Myth, a Streamlabs donation at twitch.streamlabs.com slash Myth. Directly through PayPal, paypal.me slash Myth. Getting our gear, being cool at shop.spreadshirts.com slash Legion of Myth. 
or you can always cheer us through Twitch. We always appreciate that. Thank you, everyone, for watching, for participating, for participating in the chat. Everyone in the chat today, we thank you, especially Mar Hawkman. Nice seeing you going through there. Make sure to like, subscribe, Alicia Smith, comment on this video, let us know what you think. Thank you to all of our fans and subscribers. Without your participation and communion and joining us every week, without your financial contributions that keep us going, we do appreciate all of you. This would not be possible without you, our viewers, which is why we do this every single day. Remember, everyone, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great Diurnal Anomaly. Thank you and good night.